Okay, so today's daf is daf Gimel. So as the Gemara says, if we said, Hayu asuyot kashura. So we talked about the SNTO, if they're in a single row, then you wouldn't be able to plant the whole bait sale for it. Right? It has to be the SNTO, these small little saplings have to be distributed amongst the fields, correct? So he says, Late had a paligal shmuel. Doesn't this seem to be cholekot shmuel? Shmuel amar asuyim shura. Now, if you recall back in, in two days ago, when it came to a field of three trees in a bait sale, we saw the Machokman and Rav and Shmuel, whether they can be in a straight line or they have to be in like a tripod configuration, if you recall. So the Gemara says that um, this needs to be Cholok and Shmuel, because Shmuel says when it came to three trees, you could put them in a three in, in a row and it wouldn't be a problem. So it says, Taman So what does this mean? I'll... Uh, I'll read your reply. He says there, Ilanot, when it comes to Ilanot Skenot, older trees, that pashtim that their uh, roots spread out, then trees enough. Even if it is considered, even if they are planted in a row, then it's considered like the Mufuzarot. However, when it comes to Nitiyot, small saplings, these small trees, these young trees, I should say, that they don't spread out so much. Uh, and even if there's eight, if they're in a row, we say it's as if they're all in one place. In other words, put very simply, there's a difference between big trees and small saplings. With small, in other words, you can say that Shmuel would say when it comes to big trees, yes, you can place them in a row and still not, you can plow the whole bait out for it because again, the roots are simply spread around. But with Nitiot, you can't, you can't have that rationale because they don't have such big roots to start with. So therefore, you have to then have, it would have to be distributed um, uh, amongst the Beitzah in order to plant the whole Beitzah. Okay, next Mishnah. Now what we're learning here is, till now we've been talking about Nitiot, small saplings. However now, however, now we've introduced pumpkins. What the Gemara is going to have to int- discuss is what type of pumpkins we're discussing. Because if you recall, there was Dalat Yevanit and Dalat Mitzrit. Dalat Yevanit were the more wild ones. So the Gemara will discuss that. Um, so I'm not going to spoil the surprise. But what we learn here when it comes to the uh, Diluin with these pumpkins, they can also have this status of a sapling such that they can combine with these small trees to, 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 to do a whole bait stuff. For example, you've got seven small trees, young trees, and three pumpkins planted in this region. You'll be able to plow the whole bait south for them until Rosh Hashanah. Okay, Rabbi Shimon Mangamle says, Omer, Asara Dilum Latok Beitzah, Hoshenko Beitzah, Rosh Hashanah. He says, if, even if it's all the, just these Diluim, all these uh, pumpkins, yeah, meaning just, even if it's just 10 of them, no saplings whatsoever, you'll be able to plant the whole Beitzah. We'll have a look at what the Machloket is in the Gemara. Now he says, Ad Nitiot, until how, what st- stage do we no longer call a small young tree a young tree anymore? We say now it's a Zakaina. How developed it has to be. So Rebelazar ben Azario Omer says, Adji Yicholu. Now, Adji Yicholu means until it becomes Chulid. So, what is it talking about? So, if you know in the first three tre- years of a tree's planting, the, it's considered Orla. You're not allowed to get any, you're not allowed to benefit from any of the fruit. In the fourth year, it's called Netaravai. What happens is that it has Kedusha, much like Masosheni. You're meant to take it to Yerushalayim and it there, but if not, you can transfer the Kedusha onto money and take the money to Yerushalayim and, and, and ideally meant to buy a Koran, but you can buy, buy food and eat that in Yerushalayim. Now, the question is, what the Gemara is going to discuss is, when does it have Kedusha? That's the fourth year. So Adshi Yucholu could either mean until the time you can mechil it within the fourth year, or it can, might mean until it no longer requires it anymore, it becomes Chulin on its own, which would be the fifth year, and the Gemara will discuss that. 
So Rabbi Yeshua's cholek says bat sheva shanim all the way up until it's seven years old. So we'll uh, we'll see the sheet of Rabbi Yeshua in the Gemara. Rabbi Akiva says Omer Omer beilan or he might have the gears to beilan. He says netia kishma. In other words, as long as it's people call it a netia, that's when it has a netia. So according to the rush, that's within the first year. Dafka Um Now, Ilan Shenigma, what happens if a tree has been cut down to a very small stump? And then what happens many times is it's still, despite the fact you cut it down to a small stump, it can start growing another branch and, and continue to grow. And it starts growing. It says, if the stump that you left was less than a tefach from the ground, then that which is growing has the status of a netia. So if you've got 10 of these small stumps and new shoots growing out from, growing out from them, that's considered as a netia. And you'll be able to plant all until Rosh Hashanah. However, if, however, it's, uh, the stump was higher than a tefach, then you can't look at it as an antia. You have to look at it as like an ilan. If it's in metaphor, that's opinion. That's divrei rebi shimon. Okay? All these cases we're going to see in the Gemara. Let's have a look. And that the first, the, we saw in the, in the Mishnah that the pumpkins and these nitiot, these small tree, young trees, can combine together to make 10 in a beitzah, to plow it all the way to Rosh Hashanah. And the Gemara says, That's provided that the netiot are in the majority. Meaning, that according to the Tanakama, these small pump, these pumpkins, they can be mashlim to ten, but they can't be the dominant one. They have to be in the, in the miut. Now, Reb Chananya he says, It seems to be that this Mishnah makes sense that it's talking about Dalat Yevanit. Now, Dalat Yevanit, these Greek ones, they seem to, they're the ones that grow more widely, if you recall. However, that's Lema'et, that's to exclude the Mitzri ones. So, it's Rav Mana, Rav seems to, says, I've got a catch on that. Ba'atani, shosha kishuim, shosha dulim, va'bar netiot, mitzdarfim v'choshin kovech b'shvilam. We've got a teaching that says, we've got a, um, a Tosefta that says, if you've got three Kishuim, three Diluim, and four Nitiot, they can combine to make it like a Nitiot, the Beitzer. Okay? Now, importantly, this, in other words, to understand this Yerushalmi, you would have had to learn um, Kilai, uh, Yerushalmi on Kilaim, which, thank God, we already have. So, if you recall, which says, Kanimi ha Kishuim, ba'amru bikilaim sof perik bet, which is um, Reb Chaim Koitzis. At the end of the second perik Kilaim, it says, Kol makom shna rebi Kishuim, and Dalat, every time the Rebbe said, teaches Kishum along with a pumpkin, it's Dalat Mitzrit Bichlal. It not, it's not just Dalat Yevanit, it's also with a smaller or less wild pumpkin, which is a Dalat Mitzrit. And then you also, why is this Akasha? Because you said this Mishnah seems to make sense. It's only talking about the Dalat Yevanit and the Dalat Mitzrit. But you've got a Tosefte here, you've got a writer that says that it lists Dalat and Kishum. We know based on the principle in Kilayim that that also included Dalat Mitzrit. So he says, no, now, Dela, as a lot of time, is like we say, Ella, or the way Marafulda says, Da Ella. That's like connect the two words together. So, Lo Atya Ella Al Seifa, just to translate it. In other words, what Reb Hananya was saying, that it makes sense, we're only talking about Dela Yevani, that wasn't talking about the first part of the Mishnah, in the Shittat Chachamim, which is Nitiot and Diluim combining together. But rather, he's talking about shit of Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. The Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says, His shita, that even if you have only Diluim, but ten of them they can treat like Nitiot, 
It's a layer of, uh, on that case, Rabbi Hanani Bereid Rabbi Yehillel says, um, about, he, he asks, or he says, Lomi Stavra, it seems to be that it's Biz Bedelat Yevanid. And that situation makes sense when it's ex- in the case where it's exclusively only pumpkins, that you can only plow baits out if what? If it is these special pumpkins, these, pumpkin, these Greek gourds and not the Egyptian ones. Okay. Um, however, I'll read Reb Chaim. It says, just in the middle of the Ramat Chalal Sefer, Avabadlat Mitzru, when it comes to Egyptian one, Yoide Reb Shimon Megamel Tanakama, he would, it would, Reb Shimon Ben Gamel would agree with the Tanakama that they can meet Staref with Ilanot, these Nitiot, sorry, and the Nitiot would have to still be in the Rov. In other words, again, the only, the only thing that Reb Shimon Ben Gamel is cholek on is if you have these pumpkins plus, these, these special Greek ones, then if we've got these special pumpkins, then it can be exclusively pumpkins in order to plant the whole bait there for it. Okay, next. Now we look at the next quick discussion in the, in the Mishnah, which was uh, in Halach, I should say. It says, Ad In terms of when's it called, until what point? Now the question is, what does it mean when it comes to chulin? Until it's in the fourth year when you can be poida, like the question I posed in the Mishnah, or whether it is the fifth year and it's automatically chulin. So is it four or five years? So we say, It says, it, it, we've taught that we have a rice that teaches follows, which seems to suggest it means the fifth year, until it automatically becomes chulin. Now we say, This seems to fit like Rabbi Yeshua. Now Rabbi Yeshua, we saw in our, our Mishnah said that what? Rabbi Yeshua said that it seems to be about Shevashen. So how does this fix with him? Kedatani, we have another teaching here. The Rabbi Shua Mer, Afsha Amru, but not Chamesh, but not Shesh, but not Sheva. You might have seen that it says, you've got some people say five, six, and seven. How does that work? Elish Begifanim, but not Chamesh, Betainim, but not Shesh, or Bezaitim, but not Sheva. That it depends on the type of plant you're dealing with in terms of when it's considered no longer considered a sapling. I mean, again, what's behind the concept of the sapling? I mean, it needs more care, otherwise it's likely to die. So therefore, for different trees, it might be different times. So Benot Chamesh, for Gifanim, for vines, it's five years. For Te'inim, it's Benot Shesh. For figs, it's six years. And for Zaitim, it is seven. But interestingly, yeah, we see the five years for Gifanim fits in nicely. Ajiholu means until it now Chulim Okay, fine. Let's continue. And they're not cholakolana. That's the point. Let's continue. The anachami hada marbite tetene ata bepuri, which means as follows: Ari Reb Chaim says hada marbite tetene yalda chacheltena ata bepuri. Meaning anachnu roim. The question of Chaim is saying this is a kasha. We see when it comes to a fig. We see ati. We see ati bepuri means roin shaperotea murubim. That's what Reb Chaim explains. Meaning, we see that sometimes you see a young fig that has lots and lots of figs. So how can you say that it has a later year? It's six years and not like a geffen that is five years. Why are you delaying it a year when you see sometimes young fig trees have a greater amount of produce? Shouldn't it already be considered as a kena at an earlier stage? Some of Yudin, Rav Yudin says, now there's lots of ways to explain this, but here we have Kad Trifan. So Kad Trifan Reb Chaim says, I'll read it inside, it says, that's when they cut the trunk in two, then that's what accelerates its growth. So if you, sorry, if you leave it as to grow naturally, then, then what? Um, in other words, the fact that you've seen some big trees in the young years that are producing lots, lots of fruit, that's because it's been manipulated. 
their growth has been encouraged by doing some sort of cuts and slices. However, normally it would be six years. That's the way um, Reb Chaim explains it. But just for completeness, show you, I'll show you the Pnei Moshe. The Pnei Moshe says, that's actually not completeness because everyone gives a different explanation, but I'll just, I'll give you Pnei Moshe. It says, it says, in other words, it seems to be that, yes, you might look at the fruit and think that, wow, it's producing so much, but it's still an etia. Why? Because it takes until year six or the six, until six years old in order for the trunk to thicken up and become substantial like a tree. That's why it's still considered an etia at the earlier day, time. Okay. Um, Says Katrifan the Uvia or Bartafun the Uvia. That's two different ways of reading that part of the Gemara. Okay. Reb Shimon Rebeleazer Ben Yaakov Shnei Mamul Devarechad. Now, Reb Shimon in our Mishnah, if you recall, he says if you cut it, cut at the stump. If it's below a tefach, then it's like an etia when it starts regrowing. If it's above a tefach, it's not like it doesn't have the status of an etia anymore. It's like an old tree. So he's saying, look, Reb um, Shimon and Rebeleazer Ben Yaakov. We'll see what the answer says in a moment, but they say Shnei Mamul Devarechad. They say the same thing. Why? If you get a kerem and your gomem, you cut it down to the stump and you cut it down to a lo- lower than a tefach, that which grows is chayiv ba'or la mipnei marit ayin. However, Debrei Chachalim says no achi gome amaretz. So what do we see according to Rebbe Shimon, ben Yaakov? If it, you cut the stump to below a tefach, then it's like a nunatiyah. It's like a unitia in that that you chaimishum orla. Now you might think, but one second, it's only chaimishum orla because the Gemara says what mipnei mipnei maritayin. So really, it's not and not like an atia, is it? It should be. It's only mishum maritayin. So how is the Gemara aligning shitat Rabbi Shimon with Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov? So again, just to understand it, Rabbi Shimon Lazar, the Shimon on the Mishnah says, as soon as you go men, if you leave a stump less than a tefach, it has the status of an unitia. And the Gemara says, oh, that's exactly like Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. He says in a vineyard, if you cut a vine to below a tefach, then that which if that tree is nachai even orly, you've got to wait three years until you can start benefiting from the fruit. But the catch was. The kasher on this whole alignment is mipnei marit ayin. Now, I'll read you in the middle of Reb Chaim because he explains it. He says va'afal. This is the middle of Dura Machel Hagomem. He says va'afal gav the Rabbi Azam and Yaakov lo kamar el mipnei marit ayin. Despite the fact Rabbi Azam and Yaakov said we treat like orla only mishum marit ayin. He says el because mikomakam ilav diyesh tzorech lichdrosh like an etiyah. We're not the fact that you have to plow it thoroughly and take care of it as if it was like a unetiyah. Then there wouldn't be any marat ayin involved. So you see the alignment here. The alignment is what's the marat ayin? The marat ayin is because since it's so close to the ground, not because it's so close to the ground, it looks like a new tree. No, it's because the way the person will be treating it and caring for it is like a new natia. So that's exactly lines of Shimon. In other words, again, it might not necessarily mean no right to mean be a new natia. Uh, like Chayvet Ola on Duraisa level. Nonetheless, because it requires so much extra effort to keep it alive, therefore you can treat it like an Atiyah Kondor Bishimon in Amishnah, and it's like Esenitiot in a Beit You can plant all that Roshashana. Yeah, you want to ask a question? Yeah, it, 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 is, it look, looks much stronger, even when it's, when, it's, when it's cut off so low. Doesn't it look much stronger when it's already grown after a couple of years than, than when it's just a sapling? Um, that stump. So, so, so people, so people would, an, an agricultural person would recognize that this is not really a stump. It's somebody who cut it off at the stump. 
which is actually, which is interesting because uh, uh, the, had we not read Rebbe Chaim, that might be a kasha. Meaning, in other words, again, we're talking about a stump that's like less than a tefillah from the ground, like it's a few centimeters from the ground. So I'm not sure if you can yeah. even see that, number one. Ah, but it ah. seems to be, it seems to be anyway, we, even without that question, it seems to be, according to where Chaim is explaining the Mishnah, or the, the, the Gemara, it's not the visual appearance of the stump or not. It's the way the farmer's relating to that, the way he's treating it and caring for it more as if it's like an atiyah. Yeah, no, That's no, the issue. Seder, no. I, yeah. I, I, I was thinking along the lines like, like a farmer who is in that who is in that um, in that um, profession, he yeah. knows every cow to distinguish. All the cows have names. We don't yeah. know, but also a cow yeah. is a cow is a cow. Yeah. And here we also maybe would see that this is anyway. Okay, say yeah, yeah, but I'm not sure if it's uh, I'm not sure if it's a like Marasayan is for everybody. Like uh, so, I don't know. Let's continue. Anyway, Hadran Alach Steilan, Hadran Alach Steilan, Hadran Alach Steilan. Let's continue. Next Mishnah. Stelavan is a field of produce, so like wheat or, or, or kidneyot, legumes. Until what time can someone plough his stelavan, his field of produce, on Erev Shmita? That's the question. That, and the answer is, What that means is the whole time on Erev Shmita, when one would, there's still moisture in the ground, sufficient that what? The people would plant the mikshot midlot, the cucumbers and pumpkins. Okay? So, Important here, we have to appreciate. In the when we asked at Eimatay Choshin for Ilan, right? This is that when we opened the Masechta, we had Machlok Beit Shama Beit Hillel. Beit Shama says calls Manshia Fela Pri, and according to Beit Hillel, it was at Hatzeret, which is until a fixed date in the calendar. Here we're saying when it comes to a Ster Lavan, it's not related to that. Meaning, it's it's not it's it's simply a Moisture in the soil question, not a fixed date. That's very important. We'll see for later. So I'm Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says, Rabbi Shimon says, but that's not right. Because every single person, the moisture in the field might dry up at a different point in time. And then what? We'll see in the Gemara. Each person will say, well, mine's not dried up yet. And even though yours is, then I can keep going. So rather, Rabbi Shimon says, he gives a fixed time. But stay, stay lavan is until Pesach and stay ilan is until Atzeret. Okay, let's continue. Adema Taichorshin. Atzeret meaning, of course, Shavuot. Let's continue. Adema Taichorshin. Until what time can one plow in the in his field on Ereshvis on the on Intosefeshvis, as you said? So man tanalecha. Who's the shita in our Mishnah that seems to be holding the concept of lecha moisture, meaning it's a function of the moisture in the soil? It's Rebbe Meir here. It's shita Rebbe Meir. And therefore, we've got a question. So let's have a look again. Let's just make it clear. In the first mission in, 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 in the Masech that we saw, the Beit Shammai was a shita that was a function of an agricultural indicator. Yafela Pri, he said. And it was Beit Hillel that gave a tarikh, a date. So what it seems to be then, if Rebbe Meir is a Tanakama, and he says it's a function like a soil indicator, if there's moisture in the soil, it seems that Rebbe Meir is Beit Shammai and Rebbe Shimon's like Beit Hillel. Okay, because again, Rebbe Meir is like Beit Shammai, it's a function of the agricultural benefit, where the Shimon's like Beit Hillel, where it's a function of a date. So, do you really want to say the Mishnah Rebbe Meir holds like Beit Shammai? No, because Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel, Halacha Beit Hillel. We'd have to say Rebbe Meir is also holding like Beit Hillel. So, how can you explain that debate like that? What does that mean, Mishnah Rishona, Mishnah Achrona? So I'll explain. Mission Rishona is, I'll read Rebbe Chaim. So Ella Rebbe Meir Commission Rishona, Shishana Rebbe Li Isol Tosefet, 
that read that the Rebbe, when Rebbe told the Isra prohibition of Sefer I mean, he doesn't hold like Rab, that Rabban Gamliel was matir, meaning if you were matir to plow and everything all the way to Rosh Hashanah. Mashma what? In other words, why? Mishum is In other words, it seemed to be Rabbi Meir held like Rebbe, if you like, sorry, that, that didn't hold like the Rabban Gamliel, because since Tosefet Shvi's is Doraita, then what? Then Raman Gamli doesn't but have the power do to learn that from, Sorry, where do we learn that from? That Tosefet Shvi's is Doraisa. Tosefet Shvi's is Doraisa. We saw this before. That was the Machlok and Rebbe Akiva and Raman Gamli in the previous in which we learned together in terms of how you understand it, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Beseder. Right, there's a Machlok. There was a machlok between, I think it was Rabbi Kiv and Rabbi Shemayel, was it? It was a, it, it, there was a machlok in, in Babli and Mokatan as well, we discussed it, whether, whether it's a Midoraisa or Halachal Moshe Messinai. So, in other words, Rabbi Meir holds like a missionary Shona, meaning he holds his Doraisa, and Rabbi Gamliel had, didn't have the Koach to undo it. And therefore, since it's Doraisa, because it's Doraisa, the Chachamun have the capacity to give it a fixed date anymore. In other words, it has to be a function of moisture. That's why he says it's a function of moisture. Whereas what Rabbi Shimon holds, Adin, it wasn't a raisa. So I, let me just finish reading inside the, the Reb Chaim. Uh, they have no, don't have the koach to make it asur on Pesach. Um, sometimes the isu kvar kodem in Torah. I mean, I mean, if it's doritis, a function of moisture, how can you say Pesach? There might be, the moisture might end even before Pesach. Shekvar kata aleicha. However, Rabbi Shimon holds commission Achrona that what? They're able to matter it. It must be because Tosefet Shvi is midrabananu. Like we explained before. In other words, if Tosefet Shvi is Durabanan, then the Chachami of the Koach when they make it Durabanan to give it a fixed date. So that must be what the Machok and Mishnah is about. Whether the core Tosefet Shvi is Doraisa Durabanan or not. And therefore, if it's Doraisa, Rabbi Meir holds his Doraisa Mishnah Rishona, and therefore Rabban Gamli didn't have the capacity to undo it, Tosefet Shvi later on. And therefore, it's a function of Lecha, it's a moisture thing. It's what the Torah says. It's got to do with moisture. You can't give it a fixed date. Whereas Rabbi Shimon says in the core Tosefet Shvi was Durabanan. And then Rabbi Gamliel later did have the capacity to, to, to undo it, if you like. And, but therefore, originally, but what? Originally, Chachamim were the make a shear, the shear was they picked a date, and that was going to be Pesach, a fixed time. So the Gemara asks, Really, you think that's what the Machlok is about? Cool Alma, that it was uh, everyone, we don't have a shit like that. All right? Uh, it says Bitmiya. It means Rameir Svile, Achada Halacha, the Khoshim Bismanazer. How can it be Rameir holds the original Doraisa when Bismanazer, we all pass and that you can plow all the way to uh, Rosh Hashanah? Meaning, everyone agrees that what Rabban Gamliel did was correct. Ella, we have to find out what the, what's behind the Machokat now. Ella Rabbi Meir Shnia, he understands. Now, he would now, from here a bit, uh, going onwards, Rabbi Chaim goes like the Chazanish. So it, the Girsa changes a bit. So just bear with me. Rabbi Meir Shnia, he understands that it's Divrei Hakol, and Rabbi Shrimon Shnia, the Machloket, or Machloket. In other words, we switch Machloket and Divrei Hakol between the Shitot. Meaning what? Rabbi Meir understands Divrei Hakol. That, Desvirli, in other words, Beit Shammai, I'll read Rabbi Chaim, Desvirli did not know Nechelchul Beit Shammai, but Hilo, but the Varazer, Beit Shammai, but Hilo, weren't Cholek in this case. 
וגם לבית הילל זמן איזה איסור, אין אדם בית הילל would agree when it comes to fields of grain, דזמן זה קל לעמוד עליו, that he would agree that's a good shear. Why? Because when the leich is no longer in the field, that's an easy measure for people to, to, to work out. And you're not going to have a, such a suffix. As opposed to when it came to fruit trees, where it was called manshia felapri, well, that's a bit of a harder, harder date, time, point in time to put your finger on. So that's why he says, when it comes to trees, shavuot. However, Divrakol would agree when it comes to fields that it's Adshatikla Halecha. However, and Rabbi Shimon's of the opinion that it's Bemachloket, that no, still Beit Helel and Beit Shammai agree whether it's a fixed time or agricultural uh, thing. So, in other words, that's how you understand Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Shimon, and Amishna. As it says, Havaman Tana Ad Ematai Choshimasad Elavan, Ereshvi, that's Rabbi Meir. So, in the beginning, when it says, on two way can you Choresh Elavan the Reisha, That's a Kribi Meir, the same that, that, that's Divrei HaKol. However, Baram Kribi Shimon, it's Be'kebeit Shammai Adat Zeref. When Beit Shammai, when, uh, when um, at the end, when Rabbi Shimon says it's Adat Zeref, he's working specifically within the Shit of Beit Hillel, because you understand Machloka Beit Shammai, Beit Hillel continues. Sorry, it was a bit scratchy there, but let me just, um, let, let, let me just explain it outside. We have to understand how Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Shimon could be Cholek. Initially, we tried to say it must, must be a machlok about Shabbat Hill, but it doesn't make sense. Then we had to say that maybe there's a machlok at whether regarding whether, you know, Tosef is Doraisa or or not. And that's why if it's Doraisa, um, you have to go by like some literal, uh, you have to test the soil. And if it's Dorabanon, you, uh, you can make a date. Then we said it's ridiculous that Rabbi Meir says it's Doraisa because look at the Alma, we all go like Rabbi Gamliel now that we can go all the way to, to, to to Rosh Hashanah, so it must have been the quarter of Anan. So therefore, the answer is what's Machloket, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Shimon, and Amishnah? It's whether the Machlok, whether Machlokapet Hila Mitshamai in the first Mishnah that applies to trees also applies now. In other words, the Machloket continue when it comes to grain. According to Rabbi Meir, it doesn't continue to grain. Everyone agrees, since it's much easier to identify Achitichla Halecha, everyone agrees that's an indicator. Where the Rabbi Shimon says, no, the Machloket continues. Meaning Bet Shama Bet Hillel, it continues all the way to here. That, that, um, that Bet, Shama, Bet Hillel says, no, you still need a fixed time uh, when it comes to, uh, comes to the, t- the end of plowing for Stelavan. Sorry if it was a bit uh, scratch in between. Let's continue. Calls man shebenei adam choshim. That's an case. So it says loss of davar b'shiesh lo miksha mudla elafilu ma'achar shebenei adam atin lita miksha od melot muta. In other words, we said that, that when what, you can plant the field actually tichalecha, and that's a time where people would plant, like up until the time that people would plant these miksha od melot. What the Gemara is saying is. Even if you don't have any mikshot or midlot to plant, you can still plow. It's just, it's using mikshot midlot as a siman and not necessarily that, um, mm-hmm. that it's only if you have those things to plant, are you allowed to plow. Next case, Amrab Shimon. Sorry, we're going a bit longer than normal. Amrab Shimon, Natata Torah, Kola Chad Bechad Biado. So what's this mean? What does it mean? Why does Shimon object to the shear being Achitechalecha? That is because because one person will say my field is still moist and good and another guy says mine isn't. So then, and therefore it's like uh, you got uh, different shirim and chachamim don't usually like that. Let's continue. Why is it when it comes to ste uh, ilan 
you can do it until Shavuot, at Stel Lavan, it's until Pesach. We say, Stel Halavan, Al Yidei Shehu Atid, Lizora, Ketchila, Tzrich Etchtiyah Lecha Kaimet. Aval Stel Hilan, Al Yidei Shehetnu Tua Mikvar, Ein Tzrich Etchtiyah Rav Halecha Kaimet. Now, there's a difference. Is when I, when you, what, what's the benefit of moisture in, from when it comes to grain? That's at its planting. That's at its beginning. So that's why you need a lot of moisture in the field. You need Rav. You need a majority of moisture. But when it comes to trees, it's different. Trees, you, you, the plowing now is for the benefit of the of the of the of the fruit that's already on the trees, not for the plowing at its very beginnings of planting. So since it's a later stage in its development, you can say then for that's why it's a, you, you've got longer to plow it until or later Shavuot. Um, as it says, Reb Chaim says, the plowing of again, the plowing of when it comes to grain is only when you're coming to plant it. Um, and, and therefore you're going to plant it when there's Rav Lecha. When it comes to when it comes to Ste'ilan, again, I've already said this, but the Kharish is for the pair that are already there, much later in the development. That's why you got longer to do so. Okay, let's continue. Halacha bet. So we're going to explain exactly how this works soon, but let me just, let's explain, the, let's, let's um, translate as we go along first. Mezablin means fertilizing. Ma'adrin is when you start chofer at you sort of use a hoe and dig around it. That's mamikshot and milod. You can do that for cucumbers and pumpkins into Rosh Hashanah. Also, v'chein v'beit shlachim. Beit shlachim is a field that constantly needs an irrigation. It doesn't get enough, pardon me, it doesn't get enough uh, rain. And if you've got uh, Shari you'd be able to plow it and used to be able to hoe it and fertilize it because that's that's considered Sorech Perot Shishit. Okay. Um, let's continue. sorry, is taking the abelet off. Like the uh, get the like water in, uh, the the bad growths of the trees. Mefarkin is when you take some of the uh, the leaves of the the from the tree to line it. Maavkin is when you put avak, you you put uh, some uh, soil or ashes to cover the roots of a tree that have come exposed. Umaashnin that's like fumigating to get the worms out of the tree. That can be done under Shoshana. Now, what's behind all this? Before we get lost in all the details, what's behind all this? All this malachat asurim af Because there's no isu doraisa to do them on shvit, because the Torah is only asul zriyas mirak tzira which is planting, pruning, and harvesting either wheat or, or grapes, and. And Viafina Mikra told them Mutrem over Abanan who Gazrolan and during Schmidt, all these things we mentioned is only Midarabanan Asur. Abal puts therefore the Tosefet Shvit, they will make you to say you're allowed to do them on to Rosh Hashanah when there's a Tzorach Gadol. In other words, what we're learning here is that, that there's a different that in Tosefet Shvit, just as there's a difference between Malachas that would be Asur on, on, on Shvit that are Dreit or Drabana. Now, Reb Shimon says, one can even take off the ale, the leaf that is covering an eshkol on Shemitah itself. Meaning if there's a leaves that are covering bunches of grapes, preventing it from accessing the sun and, and, and ripening, you're allowed to do it on Shemitah itself. Why? Because that is because it's, you know, avruye, it's, it's uh, you know, avruye, I'll read Reb Chaim. Because the malacha that's asur on Shabbos is improving a tree, but if you're maintaining a tree so it won't be spoiled, that you're allowed to do on Shemitah, and he understands that moving the leaf is maintaining these, the grape, if you like. 
It's going to Masalkin Ad Rosh Hashanah. That's removing the stones. Makarisim Mazardim Mapasim Ad Rosh Hashanah. So, so this is this is removing stones on the field. That was of Masalkin and Makarisim Mazardim. Makarisim is taking off, cutting off the dead, the the, the dry branches, and Mazardin is is thinning out the tree. There's too many branches. Mafaslin Ad Rosh Hashanah. That is taking off the psalat from the tree, the waste. Now he says you can do Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Yeshua is more makil. He says. Means just as the activities of, of Zirud and Pissel that you do for trees in the fifth year might extend into the sixth year, so too that zero and Pissel you're doing for the sixth year, you'd even be able to do in the go into Shemitah year and do in the beginning of Shemitah as well. So he's even more Mekil, where the Shimon goes Machmir to the other extreme. Rabbi Shimon calls Anytime you're not allowed to do which is plowing and the like, which we said is until. Shavuot, you'd have to stop these other activities, zero to pistol. So we've got all extremes. That's just the same thing in that matter. By me, in the, by me in the mission, it says, Sha'ani. Kozman Sha'ani. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, I misread it. That, it says that as well. Calls man shani rashai So he's not, so not machmir. He's makil. No, 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 no. It, 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 it's, it's the same thing. It, it, it's the same conclusion. Uh-huh. Meaning, as, lo- as long as I can do Avodata Ilan, I can do Pisil. Uh-huh. Okay. The same okay. I just read I, I need to, I need to, I need. my mistake. It's my misreading. Thank you. Mezabim Adrim Mikshot. Now, Mahulachrosh Lahem. Can you plow for these uh, these Mikshot these Midlot? Meaning, are you allowed these Mikshot? Because all we learned to the Mishnah is Zibul and Idur. Okay, mezablim and maadrin. So he says, Tana calls man shat mutala chrosh at mutala zabab lader. So he may not mutala chrosh, and not mutala lola zabab lader. So you see quite clearly the zibul and idur, it was not exclusive list, but even charish will be lad as well. I'm very awesome. Many times I can as well call again mezablim maadrin, a mixture of midlot, ashashana, the chen batishlachin. The tanilat says on that, chorshin betashlachim, adroshashana as well. Uh, you know what? We'll continue. We'll pick it up from here because this goes into tomorrow's stuff a little bit. But yeah, we'll stop here. All right. Call to everyone.